there are plenty of questions about retirement planning. They range from how much income do I need to will it really cost 300000 in health care when I retire? We'll answer some of the most common questions pre-retirees ask advisors on today's podcast. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Welcome, as always, great to have you along. Fred Sade is a fiduciary with a PhD in economics from Duke University and is the founder and managing director of the fiduciary firm of the same name, Money Matters USA. Uh, Fred has been in the financial services industry and now focusing solely on retirement strategies, which is important to have when you're getting all your strategies together for your retirement. Over a quarter of a century doing this, Fred, uh, greetings once again. Uh, what Thank a conversation. You, yeah, we got... Some heavy stuff to get into, but good, good stuff, vital information. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, you know, and, and as you said earlier, some common questions that retirees ask or pre-retirees ask advisors. We're going to go over some of those, and you're going to provide the answers here. And let's go ahead and kick off with the first one. Is 80%, was this the common thing we've, we hear, is 80% of my pre-retirement income enough in retirement? Hard to say. There, 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 probably the quick answer is no. There are different views on that. On that, some, uh, some of the traditionalists say seven to eighty percent. Others say no. It depends on on each person. There's no template uh, for this, and uh, it's it's really imperative to have increasing income every year because you need that to offset the, the gap that opens between your income and, and what you spend money on. And also we need to deal with the reality of inflation. I, I like, <laughs> I guess, I guess this next one is asked if I have enough income to quote, get by, isn't that enough? No, it's not. You know, if I, if, if years ago when I used to make a lot of house calls, uh, if if I saw that uh, somebody had cat or dog food and they didn't have a pet, that that kind of told me. Well, yeah, well, that's that's not getting by that we want, right? <laughs> no, yeah, that's exactly that's that's exactly right. I mean, you you didn't uh, uh, save and scrimp and live below your. Uh, your income in order to get uh, into a situation uh, where you're just going to uh, uh, skip by or scrimp by uh, in in retirement. And um, you really have to think this thing through. You just can't be, be on the knife's edge all the time. Right, exactly. Okay, this one you hear, you hear this in terms of the government also. What is discretionary spending? <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, def- we'll, we'll, def- we'll, def- we'll define that as uh, as non-mandatory uh, spending. I mean, it's it, um, it it's really uh, uh, income that you have above and beyond uh, what you need for your uh, fixed expenses. It's what uh, makes life uh, fun. It's what you use to 
uh, take trips, to travel, to your hobbies, uh, whatever it is, um, going to the theater, the opera, whatever it is, um, helping your kids out. So many re uh, pre-retirees and retirees tell me, oh, I, I, my, my kids need money. I, I got I to gotta help them out. Yeah, right. Well, now, let, let me ask you this before we go further. Are these questions that you have heard a lot in oh, your yeah. years? Okay. Oh, these yeah. are and, and others, but yeah, right. these come up. <laughs> well, here's the next one. How important is my budget? Well, uh, pe people uh, seem to get brain freeze when you talk to them <laughs> about a budget. So I, I've been using uh, cash flow uh, with them. Uh, there, there are very good, but even free budgeting uh, programs that you can that you can use. Uh, but cash flow is also very helpful. It, it, it's going to help you focus on on stuff that uh, you may not be considering. You know, how much money do you have? You know that. But what are you spending it on? And are there places where you can uh, cut back? Are there places where you can redirect? Is there some chance that you can uh, save more? Are you using your money uh, in, in a way that's most uh, appropriate? I think that all of that will comes out of uh, of it, and, and I and I have to note that in employee assistance programs, uh, budgeting is a, is a big deal in in the corporate world where, where people can't live on on their uh, income right. uh, that they're being paid. So I I don't dismiss budgeting, but but I don't think it's uh, you know it's it, I, I think you, you have to know where you're spending your money and call it what you want. You have to have a sense of it. And, you know, and even have a fun line item, you know, however, what form you have it in. I mean, so that you can have all that li like line items in, in your budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. This next question ties in with the first question about 80% of pre-retirement spending. Um, I've heard that you spend less in retirement. Is that true? Well, there have been a lot of studies uh, uh, on that. Uh, usually spending... Uh, peaks in the early years, and then in the 80s, it starts to decline, and then it goes up again uh, as people shift from uh, recreational activities to medical act to medical expenses that are not covered by uh, by, by Medicare, and and this is why it's really important that you have a way to replace all. Uh, of your of your income, and I think that's uh, you know that's that is the goal yeah. that I would suggest. It's like some things go down, like commuting cost possibly, and maybe lunch out practically every day. But then the other things go up to take its place in there, especially that's true. Move through retirement. That's, that's true. It, it becomes it becomes a substitution strategy, right? Uh, before we get to the question on what is the impact of inflation on my retirement, let's hear from Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary. In an interview with Bloomberg, Summers weighed in on the performance of the Fed as we're in the midst of this battle against high inflation. Look, I, I don't think the Fed has the thread right now. Uh, as I said on this show last week, I think the idea that we're at the neutral rate or near the neutral rate is not a defensible concept. And now when we're seeing wage inflation unambiguously after this number accelerating, after this number, after the ECI, after the Atlanta Fed, we have by every reasonable measure of core inflation 
um, inflation running somewhere plus or minus five uh, percent. Also, in that interview, he used a great analogy of uh, when the doctor prescribes medicine. The doctor says, "Now take it all the way, even when you start to feel better. Continue to take the medicine." That's correct. He, he's a, he's absolutely he's absolutely right. Inflation is is a big is a big problem. We know the Federal Reserve uh, waited uh, a year too long. Uh, Wall Street uh, does not believe that the Federal Reserve has the stones to do what is necessary. Uh, and um, the Federal Reserve is just not uh, not believed. So if you look at Wall Street's pricing, uh, it underprices where the Federal Reserve says it's it's going it's going to go. So this this is a really uh, significant uh, issue. And then the other problem is I'm sure Powell will say uh, he's uh, at uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, mm-hmm. for, the, for the for the annual retreat. I'm sure he's going to say stuff that will pacify a lot of people and raise questions for others. But the fact is that we're in a pretty sticky spot right now because the Citibank uh, uh, of uh, UK just predicted 18% inflation in the UK mm. wow. uh, by January of, of next year. Damn. We know that Europe's in a recession. We know that the Bank of Japan, the Japanese currency, is uh, has lost enormous value. Uh, we know that China is slowing down. So we may look pretty good uh, in comparison, but uh, uh, we're by... Whether or not uh, we can maintain this uh, position uh, that the Fed is in is, um, well, it's questionable. So I, I think I think you know the, the Fed, and the other problem is the uh, is the Fed's policy is contrary to the fiscal policy of the administration, which is highly stimulative. So we have we have a real uh, problem here, and I think I think um, inflation is a very big deal. Um, and I, I think you have to protect yourself uh, by, by having uh, increasing sources uh, of income. Uh, and uh, that might mean, uh, you know, getting, getting higher yield. Uh, and suddenly cash is, is a real asset again because yield is up. And if, if gas prices go down, uh, continue to go down, do, mo- do most people think then inflation is down and they're only gauging it by the price of gas? It just seems like that's no, what we look think, at. You, you think yeah, that- I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak over. No, I don't no. think so. People okay. go to the supermarket. You got to buy food. We're, right. we're, we're a we're terrible situation in the Midwest. We have drought. Uh, we have a lack of water. Right. We, we have an argument uh, over uh, Colorado River. Water, the administration has just thrown up its hands and says to the states, you figure it out. We're just going to reduce the amount of water. It doesn't solve the problem. We have a shortage of fertilizer uh, because fertilizer is petroleum-based. Uh, so we, we, this is a mess, another mess. Well, it is. Well, on that note, then, because we're in looking at commonly asked questions, uh, one you may hear now is, what do I need to delay? I'm I just retired and I had plans. Should I put them on hold temporarily? You know, the single biggest thing that that anybody can do is to work longer. That will that will beat any investing strategy that anybody has. Mm-hmm. Work longer, save more money. That's that that that's my answer. If you if you can work uh, longer, then then you, then you should. Uh, 
and I, nobody can tell us if this is a typical uh, recession or where we're going here because no, we've we never been here in, in this kind of situation before. There's no parallel. Uh, so I would say work longer, postpone retirement if you if you can. It's the biggest thing uh, you can do. Okay. All right. And um, well, you mentioned this next one in your tease of this segment. Will I really spend three hundred thousand dollars on health care in retirement? Probably not. Uh, you know, there there was a show that we uh, or a podcast that we did, and I can't recall now. But we we uh, unpacked uh, how that three hundred thousand dollar fidelity number uh, was uh, arrived at, and my answer is not likely because it, it's stacking uh, all of the uh, years of, of premiums that you would that you would pay uh, your Part B. Uh, uh, anticipated costs, your out of pockets. I mean, you you could do that with just about uh, anything. I, I I think uh, something between sixty to eighty thousand is probably mm. a real a okay. real number uh, for a couple uh, uh, who are likely to have that kind of expense out of pocket. You're not adding in long-term care in that, right? No, I'm but, not. And we're talking about that more in the next segment. And speaking of long-term, we're living longer. The next question here is, is, longe- is longevity risk a big deal? Yeah, it is. Oh, it absolutely uh, is. I mean, uh, you, 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 can, uh, you can look at the Social Security figures or you can look at the Society of Actuary uh, figures. I mean, if, if um, there, there's only about a two and a half year difference now uh, between male and female uh, ages, and um, you know, life expectancy is around 87, uh, 85 to 87 right now. And if you get out there, your your probabilities are, are over 50 percent that you get to 90, and about one third that you get to 94. So, I mean, you really got to think of, about um, longevity. That means that there's more stress on your assets, more stress on your income, and it means uh, there's more time for bad things to happen. You're, you're living longer, and and that means that um, that the other the stuff is going to uh, happen. So it's it's another it's another argument for not rushing into retirement w- without without having a, a really good uh, plan and, and then reviewing the plan, stress testing it, seeing if it's viable. Commonly asked questions pre-retirees ask of their financial advisor, and hopefully if they're launching retirement and retirement plans, and they're talking to someone like Fred, a retirement specialist and a fiduciary. Fred is available at 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188, no matter where you're listening to this podcast. All right, next one is, when's the right time to claim Social Security? There is no right time. It's uh, it's it's it has to be uh, part of a, a comprehensive strategy. Are you single? Are you married? What's your health? Uh, what are your other assets? How, what's your tax situation? What are the survivor implications? All those things have to be taken into consideration. Unless you have no other source of money and you're single, then go right ahead. You don't have to worry about anything. Right. And if you're married, then maybe one spouse claims and, and the higher earning spouse defers. Uh, but uh, th- there's no right time uh, to claim. And part of that, uh, especially initial relationship with Fred, is looking at your situation and maximizing your Social Security decisions. Once I retire, I'm done saving, right? 
now, uh, unless you expect to not live very long. Right. But if, if you if if you do, uh, you've uh, maximized your Social Security, and uh, you've maximized your sources of income, and now you have to put some money into into growth. Uh, because uh, with with the anticipated longevity, you're going to need to grow th those assets uh, in order to have them uh, available to you, so that there's at least one asset that um, that at least the survivor will be able to tap uh, beyond the uh, survivor's uh, benefit from Social Security or or taking your Social Security if you're the one who uh, is the first decedent. And a uh, final question here, although, as you said, you hear these and more. Uh, the final one we're covering in this segment is, don't I just need to follow the 4% rule? No, I mean, it's, the 4% rule is really a euphemism for the safe withdrawal rate. It's not It's not a rule. It's just, a, you know, it's just a benchmark. And uh, uh, most people will, will tell you the research uh, of uh, Morningstar and Wade Fowl, among others, uh, indicates that 4% is very much uh, out of date. Uh, Morningstar was about 3.3%. Fowl does an update every month, and, 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 it, and it continually uh, changes some months, it's below uh, uh, three three percent. The other issue is, um, you know, how much money do you want to leave as a legacy, and how much do you want to restrict your lifestyle? So, uh, if you're only going to take a small amount of money, you're going to have a huge legacy. Is that what you want? You need to decide up front uh, how much of a legacy do you want to leave, and then go with go with that number and, and enjoy life. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, there's more conversation on the podcast. In fact, uh, we're going to talk, as we mentioned, long-term care. I mean, sometimes we have to face things head on. Long-term care is certainly one of those. When we come back, uh, Fred's going to go over some alternatives to long-term care insurance. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. Fred Say, that's the name of his firm, too, a fiduciary firm uh, dealing with retirement planning and with someone who absolutely keeps up with changes in the financial universe and especially as they apply and how they could apply and affect uh, retirement plans of his clients because this is an ongoing process. It's a living, breathing plan. It's certainly not one and done and static. But if you want to get that process started, no matter where you are through technology, you can still meet with Fred. 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188, and his website is moneymattersusa.net. Well, long-term care insurance, certainly not for everyone. The good news is there are alternatives, and we're going to go over some of those uh, alternatives. Who would long-term care insurance <laughs> still be a good idea for? Uh, I... I well, first of all, I think that uh, if if you have limited assets, if your assets are between two hundred 
thousand, five hundred thousand, or more toward the five hundred, six hundred thousand. I th I think traditional long-term care uh, makes a lot of sense, and if you live in a partnership state. Uh, where you have specially designed long-term care products, I think those products uh, make the most sense because it, it will protect your your assets against the government uh, spend down and the government uh, takeover. Now, if you have more assets, let's say you've got over a million in assets, then I think you have a, a lot of uh, choices. You you can use uh, a life insurance policy uh, that that has a long-term care rider, and essentially the face amount of insurance is paid out in the event that you have a qualified long-term care benefit, uh, long-term care claim, excuse me. Uh, I, I think those are good. I like asset-based uh, policies because these are, these are life insurance that are that is designed not as a rider. The whole policy is built uh, to provide a, a long-term care uh, benefit and um, it develops uh, significant or can develop significant cash values. Uh, and uh, if you if it turns out that you don't need it, you can always uh, cash it cash it in. If you do need it, um, you can we can separate the the cash value from the face amount of insurance. In other words, the face the face amount can increase by the cash value. So uh, we, we we have the cash value doing double duty, and it's not absorbed into the policy. For people who have insurability issues, I like to use an asset-based uh, uh, annuity. Uh, this, this is a deferred annuity, and, uh, and, and uh, there, there are a number of ways that these are uh, designed, and, and they can provide you with limited benefits or with lifetime benefits that you uh, can't, uh, can't outlive. You can also use uh, an immediate annuity. Re remember, long-term care is largely an income issue you're, you're taking you're taking assets converting it into income to pay for long-term care expenses and so a an, an immediate annuity uh, can be highly effective now where we sometimes run into a stumbling block is two and a half three four five million uh, in assets and they say oh you know I can I can pay for it well why should you it becomes a right. question of uh, why not buy a hedge? You you buy a hedge uh, in some of your portfolio, so why not buy a hedge here? Whose money is cheaper? The insurance company's money is going to be cheaper because you're never going to pay a whole dollar for each dollar of benefit. You're, you're going to pay a fraction of, of the dollar uh, for, for each benefit. The insurance company's money is going to be cheaper than your money, so why not buy a hedge? And you can decide. Do you want to insure fifty percent of the risk, twenty-five percent, one hundred percent, seventy-five? It's it's up, it's up to you. Um, now you and if you go with the fractional idea of buying the hedge, you know, then you're self-paying. Uh, there's no such thing as paying out of pocket. You're self-paying part of the expense, and you need to have pretty deep pockets because claims can go on for a long period of time. Nowhere is it written that just because there's an average, but who's to say that you're average? You don't know what it's going to be. You could be the one that, that you know gets the brass ring, and, and you go for 10, 11, 12, 13 years. It's possible. Um, and uh, you know, people in, in those situations frequently run out of money, and then they then they they you know are on Medicaid. That's not necessarily where you want to be. And uh, finally, if if you are if you have no assets, then you know then it, then it's family and friends. It's an enormous mm. uh, burden to do that. And, and we know from the Society of Actuaries study 
that um, over 40% of caregivers die before the person they're caring for. So that means that, that there must be an enormous strain oh, uh, on a person yeah. uh, emotionally, physically, uh, in order to provide that care. I'm sure. I'm sure. Definitely. Um, I, you know, looking at alternatives to long-term care insurance, a couple of questions from some, some things you said here. Now you said if you have an insurability uh, challenge, then you could look at an annuity. Now, as far as the life insurance component of this, and these are really, uh, many of these are really great alternatives. The, the, the one is the life insurance policy with a long-term care rider. And yes. as you mentioned, the other is the asset-based policy, which is really a hybrid of life insurance and long-term care insurance. Out of the two, which are the best or would most be commonly used? Well, I would say that the least resistance is to sell a long-term care, sell a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider. Uh My my preference it takes it's a lot longer explanation, uh, and to get people comfortable with it is an asset-based policy because you you are accumulating the asset, and as I indicated, if you if you pay the cash value in addition to the face amount of insurance, you are leaving a legacy behind. Yeah. And these policies can be short paid; they can be limit, limited paid if if that's what you uh, want to want to do. So I prefer the asset-based okay. uh, product uh, over the over the uh, other one. But I would say that more. Uh, Long-term care riders are are sold uh, because it's an easier. Easier. uh, Yeah. Well, a question on the hybrid, on the asset-based policy. If it's a hybrid of life insurance and long-term care insurance, what I've heard about long-term care or what I've heard about the alternatives that make them better is, number one, you mentioned high premiums, and number two, that it's not a use it or a lose it. So with the long-term care insurance component of the asset-based policy, does that eliminate those premium growth challenges yes okay yeah it does right. it absolutely it absolutely does why i'm saying you can short pay them and premium i got you fixed. okay and what about the not being use it or lose it is that also yeah that, okay. that's, well yeah it's built it's built in now, it dep- now on the life insurance policy with a long-term care right it just depends on what type of policy you you pick uh, how much cash is going to be developed in that uh, in that uh policy uh, so it, it may not be as cash friendly as the asset based policy is. Do, you know, and, and really, if you're thinking that you don't have to worry about long term care or that component being in your overall retirement plan, you may want to revisit that because um, and, and you cited some stats earlier. Of course, women do live longer, so they would need it, tend to need it longer, but not much longer than men. 3.7 years on average for women, 2.2 for men. I mean, my mother uh, up until 2020 was in assisted living for, I think, nine years. Mm-hmm. So it was a good mm-hmm. while in there. And when I go visit her, you know, I couldn't help but notice there were, it was pretty much all women. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it was one or two men in there, uh, but I bet that grows. We'll see that grow. Don't you think? Well, I think I, I'm not surprised uh, occasionally when I, when I visit uh, assisted living or a nursing home to see a larger population of men than say You're I seeing would have it seen 20 now. years ago. Yeah. yeah. I was seeing all women and maybe one, uh, one right. man. Mo- most of my, 
It's really odd, but my, most of my elderly clients, uh, I have more men than, than women, really? Which, which really surprises me. That, wow. that reverses what most people do see. Yeah. Uh, or it, it's, it's inconsistent with the statistics. So I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but, but it's just my observation. Yeah, I, but I, I do think, yeah, I mean, we're all going to need to protect ourselves. So in, in closing on this, obviously, you're hearing more about more concern about that than you were 20 years ago, needing some long term care protection. Yeah, I, I think I think I think that that's uh, true. Uh, but what what happens uh, frequently is is that is that people stop somewhere short of of, uh, of acting. Now, more long there's been more long term care because of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are addressing it. But uh, you know, I I, th- I personally think that if you're a you know if you if you're divorced uh, or you're single. Uh, or there's an age difference between you and your spouse, uh, you really, uh, how much of this burden do you want to put on their back? Uh, it, 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 it makes perfect sense to, uh, and if you're concerned about leaving a legacy too, I mean, it makes perfect sense. If, you, if you've got the, if, if you don't have the funds, then as I said, I think you should go uh, with the state-defined long-term care plan to, mm-hmm. to protect what remains of your assets, and if you got the money, then you then you should make a choice as to which type of product uh, you want. If you have health challenges, uh, an asset-based annuity uh, makes perfect sense because you're not going to be much in the way of insurability tests. You can use an immediate annuity if you if you have to do that uh, at at the you know most dangerous moment. Uh, when you need that, when you need the care, um, let's not forget about adult daycare. There are not-for-profit adult daycare centers, and uh, usually uh, people who are not violent but do have some form of dementia uh, frequently uh, go there for. Uh, uh, to t- it's a respite for the caregiver, and they also get some social interaction. They're not just looking at television and staring dumbly at the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it um, it's something we are in living longer. You talked about longevity risk, and, and that is part of it. You definitely need to be planned properly. Well, great conversation, Fred. I love the commonly asked questions because uh, you probably answered a lot of what's on someone's mind listening to the podcast if they're near well, retirement. I, I, yeah, I, I sure I sure hope so. And if, we, if there are other questions, I mean, they can call us on our – Toll free, and um, that's a recorded line. So you know, leave your name, your cell phone, email if you want, but at least your name and your cell phone. Tell us what the question is. I'll get back to you, uh, or one of my folks will, but most likely I will. Uh, and uh, you know, and then we can talk through what your concerns, uh, you know, your concerns are. And you certainly can take it even a step further and schedule a, a consultation with Fred Sade where you're welcome to ask any questions you want to ask. I mean, in this comprehensive review, it's like really laying the groundwork for what could be your retirement plan. It's kind of a discovery session on the part of Fred learning about you. And if you do go forward, so then he can roll up his sleeves and plan properly for you in a custom fashion, certainly uh, in a fiduciary manner. So to reach Fred, to schedule with Fred, 800 593 
800-593-8188. That's also a great second opinion opportunity. 800-593-8188. And of course, uh, Fred will continue to offer great information on this podcast. As always, Fred, a pleasure. Look forward to next week. Thank you. Absolutely. Hopefully. Take care. Yeah, and uh, be here with us. Just stay with us every time we get together. They drop on Friday. It's Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Said and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.